0: in-depth investigative. This is KXAN News Today.
1: Hundreds of us and nurses plan to walk out on the job today. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller.
2: Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. Nurses at Ascension Seton Medical Center say the move is to protest the management's resistance to bargain in good faith. Ascension Seton says it is bringing in outside credential nurses so they could fill in during that 24 hour strike. Plus another three days, the nurses union says this is the largest nurse strike in the history of Texas. The Texas Nurses Association president says it's the only nurses strike she knows of in the state's history. She says COVID-19 has been a catalyst for change spotlighting safety in the workplace.
3: Nurses spend anywhere from 40 to 50% of their shift just documenting alone. And, and that means that they are not at the bedside taking care of their patients and providing them the care that they deserve.
2: Ascension says striking nurses cannot return to work until July 1st. The labor union is calling this a scare tactic, but Ascension Seton says the reason behind that July 1st return to work date is that the company has a contractual obligation with the replacement agency to commit to a minimum of four days of work. It also says patient care is not going to be interrupted at the time.
1: Going in depth here, the number of workers involved in major strikes increased by nearly 50% from 2021 to 2022. Records from the Bureau of Labor Statistics show more than 80,000 workers went on strike in 2021. That jumped to more than 120,000 the following year. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry.
3: Well, good Tuesday morning, a live lake outside. This is our ND Domain camera showing us dry streets. Great visibility this morning. Radar nice and clean as we begin the day here. And we should stay with the dry radar, not expecting anything in the way of storm chances. But temperatures this morning just as warm as where they were yesterday. Upper 70s to low 80s, 77 in Bastrop, 81 Marble Falls, 75 in Lano, with 80 degrees here in the city of Austin at the hour. Looking at the rest of your afternoon, you can expect temperatures to climb just about where they were yesterday, if not even a couple degrees warmer in spots. I think Austin will be one of those warmer ones with the forecast high 106 likely to tie the record last set back in 2012. Feels like temperatures still running a couple degrees hotter than the afternoon actual air temperatures, but it's not quite as sticky. Humidity has been able to mix out a little bit, but despite the fact that humidity is improving with the heat getting worse, we're still talking heat alerts heat warning and pink for the hill country and portions of Malam County. You see the heat advisory in place for almost everybody else, the exception being Blanco and Gillespie County. It's still hot. It's still uncomfortable. We still want to make sure we're taking those heat safety precautions seriously, staying hydrated before we even walk out the door this morning. Well, the good news is the heat peaks today. The bad news is it's going to be a long day of low 100s. We are gradually trending cooler, relatively speaking, heading into the later part of the work weekend into the weekend. And what I'm most excited about is we finally got some rain chances to look forward to on the back end of the seven days. So a lot to get to. We'll talk details on timing, when to expect what, just how bad those temperatures get coming up in my first winning forecast.
2: Then, Krista, thank you. Austin police say four teenagers robbed a man they never met, and then it escalated to murder. It happened last month in southeast Austin.
1: Officers say one of those teens now faces capital murder charges, police arresting those three others. And KX Hands' Brianna Hollis talked with the victim's family about the man they lost.
4: This is horrible. <sighs> I don't wish this pain on anyone. Julieta Serrano had this portrait made of her son Brian after he passed. What she misses most?
5: When he would come home from work and tell me, hey, mama, I'm home. I'm home, mama.
4: Something she'll never hear again after the early morning hours of May 15th, when she got the call.
6: I didn't want to believe my son was at the medical examiner's office. I didn't want to believe that.
4: Police believe 17-year-old Irvin Coronado Palacio shot Serrano during a robbery on Springfield Drive in Southeast Austin. When officers arrived, they found Serrano dead in his car. According to an affidavit, a woman was with Serrano, but she only suffered a minor injury to her arm. Investigators found Coronado Palacios prints in a stolen car left on the scene. Police have arrested three juveniles in addition to Coronado Palacio. Investigators say Serrano and the woman he was with did not have any connection with the group that attacked them.
6: I just want him to get
4: justice because he didn't deserve any of this. Serrano leaves behind his wife, his mother, and three younger siblings. His mom says he grew up boxing competitively and was known for his charisma.
6: Really hard because me and Brian had a lot of plans. Everyone from his coaches to his principals to different
5: people
4: he met throughout his life came together to honor him the day we laid him to rest. Brianna Hollis, KXN News.
1: Coronado Palacio's attorney says it is still early in the investigation. He believes further evidence will come forward that will quote, be favorable for his client. Going in depth as we keep learning about teenagers involved in shootings and assaults, we ask APD for the numbers here. Its data shows that in 2022, 74 juveniles were suspects in gun-related crimes, including murder, assaults, and robberies. In 2021, that number was just 48. And last year, 118 juveniles were victims in gun-related crimes. That is up from 105 in 2021.
2: A new initiative from President Biden, what he hopes to do with expanding internet access.
1: And with student loan payments starting back up in October, how this could have a big impact on your financial future if you miss a payment. Good morning. A live look outside from North Austin. This is from our Indeed Domain Tower camera looking out toward Q2 Stadium and Austin there in the background. We appreciate you being here with us on KXAN News Today. There will soon be a new person in charge of security on the University of Texas campus. UT Austin is swearing in its new police chief next week.
2: On Wednesday, July 5th, the university will swear in Eve Stevens as the head of UTPD. She is a retired Austin police officer. She retired back in March after nearly 24 years of service. Well, President Joe Biden is kicking off a massive initiative to give every household in America access to high-speed internet by the year 2030. More than $42 billion is going to be distributed across the country, especially to the areas where there is little to no service. Texas is slated to receive more than $3 billion under that program. President Biden compared the plan to Franklin D. Roosevelt's effort to bring electricity to rural America back in the 30s.
0: It's the biggest investment in high speed internet ever. Because for today's economy to work for everyone, internet access is just as important as electricity was, or water, or other basic services.
2: And according to the FCC, more than 7% of the country falls in the underserved category when it comes to internet speed.
1: Zookeepers doing everything they can to keep the animals cool during this scorching summer. I made a trip to the Austin Zoo to see what they're doing to help the animals beat the heat.
2: The change artists want city leaders to do when it comes to South by Southwest, and the Promise Festival organizers are planning next year. Good morning everyone. We're taking a live look outside of the city of Austin for you on this Tuesday, one of the last Tuesdays of June going to check in with Kristen for the latest look at your forecast coming up in just the next few minutes. But first, we know that triple-digit heat is going to continue, and it continues to cook in here in Central Texas. You're likely taking extra steps, of course, to keep your pets cool. Same goes for the animals at the Austin Zoo, which many are just not used to this hot weather.
1: No, I mean, it's hot out there, and I went to see the animals at the zoo and the extra care that they're getting. How dangerous can this heat be for the animals here at the zoo?
6: Yeah, so just like people and pets at home, um, animals can be at risk of things like heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you have some animals that are used to this that are from areas that do get this hot?
6: Yeah, so there are um, some species that call Austin Zoo home that are gonna be native to hotter areas of the world like Africa, our African lions, our cheetahs, um, some of our cold-blooded animals like our Galapagos tortoises are gonna be native to um, tropical or desert environments where the temperatures can get pretty pretty hot.
1: For those that are not from climates like this, what can you do to help keep them cool?
6: Yeah, so um, depending on each species, we have protocols in place to help keep them cooler. Um, um, one thing we like to do are ice treats and popsicles. So for our herbivorous animals, um, we may give them like a fruit juice or a fruit popsicle, some fruit frozen in an ice cube. Um, for our carnivores to cool them off, we'll give them something called a bloodsicle, which is like frozen meat juice um, that they tend to really enjoy. You have
1: a lot of good protocols here for pet owners of cats and dogs. What can they maybe learn from some of the things you do here?
6: Yeah, so it can be really dangerous to um, give your dog the same level of exercise you would when it's cooler, when we are in these triple-digit temperatures. So um, one thing that you can do is give them things like frozen Kongs um, and give them more like mental stimulation since they're not getting that same level of physical exertion.
1: All right. Hope Carr with the Austin Zoo. Thank you so much, Hope.
6: You're welcome popsicles. Popsicles, there was that
1: um, (laughs) syringe that they were feeding the monkeys with and that Mm -hmm. was Pedialyte, like what you would get Give to your child. Your child. I love that. Give yeah, yeah. Extra, electrolytes.
3: I mean, you got to think there's there's some animals thinking, where am I? Oh like, what yes. is this place, and how do yes. I get out of here? Yes. You know, I think if they've got bears out there at the Austin yeah. at the Austin Zoo, and they're probably like, this, this is a lot of fur to be done mm-hmm. with 106 degrees, and I feel for you. Let me get you to the forecast. The good news is the heat will peak today, so it does get better. But bad news is it's going to be a long 12 to 18 hours of climbing temperature. Temperatures today, And I'll tell you what, right now we've got clear skies on our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies weather camera there in Granite Shoals. It's quiet, it's warm. We've got 70s and 80s scattered across Central Texas at the hour with 78 in Giddings, 81 Georgetown, 78 in Dripping, 73 in Lano. Austin, we started 80 degrees, which is exactly where we were yesterday at this time. Most of us between about 1 to 2 degrees of where we were yesterday. And the afternoon temperatures are going to get just a tiny bit hotter today. I wouldn't say it's a noticeable jump in temperatures, considering we were at 105 today, or yesterday, I should say, and 106 is where I expect us to be today but the humidity is still there, and it brings that feels like temperature up to 108, so it's it's a miserable hot. There's no way to else to define it, right? It is uncomfortable with how high the air temperature is matched with those muggy to humid conditions. A look at your feels like temperatures area i I'm tired of seeing pink on this map, but I'm sure you are too. We've got a lot of pink on this map too, and I'm showing you right now the alerts, the excessive heat warnings in that hot pink color, the uh, heat advisories in orange covers up all the- But Gillespie and Blanco County. The reason is that humidity is coming down just a little bit as that high pressure system is on move and it starts to sit right on top of us today. Nothing but sun in our sky. So that UV index is a 12. Now, when it comes to the position of this high, despite the fact that it is crushing us with heat today, it is on the move. It starts to scoot a little bit further to the east and it actually breaks down late week into the weekend. That's going to help open the door for some spotty storm chances, especially as that trough is north of us. I'm expecting this to be late weekend into early next week. So the seven day still shows five, six days of 100 degrees or hotter uh, in dry conditions. But you'll notice in the extended forecast, Sunday, Monday, some low rain chances. And by early next week, we'll likely stay beneath that century mark here. It's been quite some time since I've been able to say that those overnight lows staying warm in the mid to upper 70s. Hey, wanted to take you out east here. Crews still trying to restore power after some strong storms moved through Tennessee yesterday. These fast moving storms damaged homes. They uprooted trees left residents without power in Millington. This is just north of Memphis out west Tennessee. One of the oldest churches in the city was damaged when the large tree fell into its worship center. Damaging winds gusting up to 70 miles per hour. Hail of up to two inches and in heavy downpours were reported throughout the state. So far though no injuries have been reported.
1: Thank you, Kristen. After a pandemic-related break on student loan payments, many borrowers are gonna have to start paying it back. And for some, this is gonna be the first time that they're making payments.
2: So what does it mean for people who are not ready to afford those payments? Or Christina Galvin breaks down what could happen if you miss a payment? The pandemic pressed pause on student loan payments, but fast forward a couple months and student loan
7: interest will start accruing, with payments starting in October. Skipping out on them could have a big impact on your financial future.
0: If you miss just one student loan payment, Vantage score says it can hit your credit score by anywhere from 50 to 80 points, and that's a really big deal.
7: When you fall behind on a loan by 270 days, roughly nine months, the loan appears on your credit report as being in default. Eventually, the government can come
0: after you and garnish your wages. They can garnish Social Security. These things never go away.
7: Stressed about how you're going to afford those repayments? There are programs to modify how much you pay or ease your balance. The one thing that a lot of borrowers don't know is that if you're enrolled in an income-driven repayment plan, those plans have eventual forgiveness so your loan balances could be forgiven after 20 or 25 years depending on the plan depending on whether it was for undergrad versus graduate studies. Factoring these payments into your budget is now key.
0: Starting this month start setting aside the amount of money that you're going to be owing so at least then a you can get in the habit of it for when it does come due in October but also b You can kind of figure out if you do it for the next couple months, whether you can afford to set the money aside. And if you can't, you can then start pegging away on a budget.
7: The sooner you tackle that and figure out what is going to be your repayment plan, how much are you going to owe, the more you're going to be able to be at ease and know that you're ready to go. Making a plan before you have to pay up. In Syracuse, Christina Galvin
1: when congress returns from its fourth of july recess the defense spending bill is going to be near the top of the agenda here lawmakers on the house armed services committee debated for more than 10 hours last week before eventually approving an 886 billion dollar plan florida republican congressman matt gates introduced amendments to eliminate the pentagon's chief diversity officer they would also cut funding for diversity equity and inclusion programs the ban, and uh, and it would also ban the military from teaching about critical race theory. One Texas Democrat says Republicans are wasting time on issues that have nothing to do with national security. Republicans, though, say that the diversity conversation is a distraction from the military's mission.
8: We have to go and remediate
5: the bad things that have happened as a consequence of this embrace of radical gender ideology and and radical race ideology.
7: I look forward to getting past all of these really embarrassing and appalling amendments so that we can talk about things that really matter.
1: The Republican amendments all passed in committee. The full house is taking up this bill next month. The race to dominate space is on, with more and more people heading up to the stars. A whole
2: lot of junk, though, is being left behind. One company says it has a solution. KXN's Eric Henriksen takes a closer look at the technology. Two,
5: one. More satellites are going into space every day. The United Nations reports over 2,000 new
8: satellites launched in 2022. You ship stuff up to space, it also creates small little bits of debris.
5: Paint chips, screws, flecks of metal, all flying around at high speeds, endangering telecommunication satellites, spacecraft, and even astronauts.
8: Putting more stuff in orbit is not a good idea.
5: Dan Lopez, chief business officer with Arcasus, thinks his company found a solution.
8: It is a satellite by definition, but it is really a uh, long duration platform, much akin to say the International Space Station, but much smaller. Called the port. Very similar to what you see on Earth, a a seaport where commodities come and go, they get onboarded and offloaded to vessels. Think
5: of it like a bunch of Legos. Each brick can have tiny satellites attached to it, but also can be attached to other bricks.
8: It's gonna be one location that grows.
5: Instead of launching new satellites, companies could buy space on the port and attach their own equipment to
8: it. We can utilize that real estate and resources to do things like building the next highway and put in space.
5: One of the primary goals of the port is to reduce the number of free-floating objects in space and the amount of debris.
3: The idea of space pooling makes sense. I have no sense for how credible um, their technology uh, is.
5: Dr. Morvajah with Privateer Space is an expert on space debris. But he has doubts about the port technology.
3: All of us have very cool ideas of what things might look like and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, who has credibility to pull this stuff off?
5: JAWS says there are more practical solutions for space debris.
3: A space debris mitigation plan that is independently verifiable and measurable by other folks.
5: Currently, many governments, including the US, require companies to file a debris plan,
3: but… There's no mechanism for independently verifying and validating or verifying, right, that these people are actually going to do that. With the number
5: of launches growing every year, a solution for the problem may be needed sooner rather
1: than later. In Austin, Eric Hendrickson, KXAN News. Back here in Central Texas, of quarterback Will Hammond is working as he gears up for his senior season before moving on to the next level. KXAN's Noah Gross explains why the start to his last summer of high school started out like a dream.
9: A text to Hutto's Will Hammond had the senior in disbelief.
10: And I was like, holy, like, this is nuts. No way.
9: An invite to the Elite 11 camp in Southern California for the best high school quarterbacks in the country.
10: Really what it is is like a childhood dream come true. A big
9: competition to grow your skills and brand, something more important now in the age of NIL, but not a major motivation for Hammond.
10: It's flashy and it creates an opportunity and maybe some money you can send back to your family if that's really what you need. Um, but I, what I'm really looking for is getting developed in college and um, going on to the next level after that.
9: And plenty of colleges did come calling to this hippo gunslinger. The winter saw schools like Auburn and Texas A&M offer Hammond, but they didn't show the commitment that Texas Tech had.
10: Tech was there from day one, like spring of two years ago, and then they text me like every day. So that's that's really what recruiting should look like.
9: Before Lubbock is another season in Hutto returning to a team that missed the postseason last year, leading to a now more focused leadership style.
10: Just kind of like no BS, just really get after it. I'm going to be the best leader I can for you and I'm going to push you to the max and you're either going to respond or you're not and you're going to have to make a decision and whether you want to help the team or whether you don't and that's kind of going to determine um, how you're going to help the team and how the team sees you.
9: Standing out while staying grounded. Noah Gross, KXAN News.
10: Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also
9: listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.